it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Presents the pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwu Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 5.6 of the pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. In today's episode, you'll hear how IW Hoops uses partnership with those outside the program to speak into where a team's at. In the first half, the entire coaching staff will join to talk about a few key times where those from the outside came in and shared words from God for the team. In the second half, Coach Osborne will interview Isaiah Payton and Jonathan Panzu about how one time in particular had a catalytic impact on their growth this season. We're joined again by the entire coaching staff, and we're going to talk about a, a, a few moments in the season when we brought in outside people to speak to our team and the catalytic effect it had in certain guys' lives as they listened and discerned from other spirit-led men. So, Coach Osborne, I want to start with you just going back to the first time Shea Robbins from Canica Camps came in, and, and he he really felt like he had a story to share with our team uh, that had a really profound impact on some of the guys. Take listeners inside what he had to say. Yeah, so he shared a little bit more out of Second Samuel and just the story of David, and I think it, it's just awesome. First and foremost, we're, we're talking about uh, you know, the Old Testament and David's life, but the, the Bible tells us that the word is still alive and active and sharper than a two-edged sword, and it was applicable then, and it's applicable now, and as Shea shared, he just, he talked about kind of this this process that we go through, and um, first the Lord uh, used people who were distressed, in debt, or discontented, and, and unified them with David, and um, then as David's working through this process, these men turn into his warriors, and they go to battle together, and through this time of, of battle they're just like hardened by battle but in a in a positive way where they're unified um and then out of that some of these men rise to the top and they're they go from 30 to these three mighty men um that are willing to go to great lengths to to serve david and uh, they obviously have some success and then at the end of that success in order to continue to grow they're they're willing to essentially humble themselves uh to then go back and, and kind of start this process all over again uh, and it's so much a microcosm of the human life and uh, even just the basketball team in general and, and what a course of a season looks like. And so I think that just resonated deeply and kind of set the stage for, you know, how that could impact uh, the players and our staff for the remainder of the season. And all that to say, I, I think one of the things I've learned so much from, from being here is in, in basketball, it's so easy to just kind of put up barriers and, and hold people back. Uh, but what I, I've learned as I've gotten here is we're inviting people in and allowing them to, to speak into our life. Um, and it just opens up more more areas and opportunities for growth uh, for all of us involved. And Coach, it leads us to a real interesting point because in some sense, someone might just say, well, that's just like having a normal Devo where someone comes in and gives a generic Bible study about a biblical character. But I know you want more out of it than just information that our guys learn about the Bible. Yeah, anytime we can get a a godly man who, who really resonates with our hearts. We're going to, we're going to bring him in and put him in front of our guys. And we don't take this lightly, but I think it just comes from, you know, at least my personal experience as I look throughout my life and the men that have had the most influence upon me are those that I've just spent some, some quality time with and I've watched and I've learned and, and sort of rub shoulders with them. And so we're, we're going to do that in our program. And Shay's been one of those guys who 
his heart just beats like our heart, man. He's, he's a uh, competitor. He loves working out. But, man, he's got a tender heart towards God. And, and the combination of that has allowed him just to resonate deeply with our guys. So we, we leave that time, and you'll hear in the second half from a couple of our players who what he said really struck their heart and they really resonated. How do you as a leader take that and, and use that to shape them and create momentum for their growth? Yeah, so Shay laid out this uh, kind of picture for us of, of, of what David went through in terms of victories and losses and what happened to his men during that time and how they dealt with adversity. And, and to me, it was a clear picture of a basketball season. And so as we left there, it really shaped the way I began to pray about, okay, God, if, if that's the cycle you took David's, David and his men through, where are we at in that cycle? And, and I think that's part of what we're learning about Scripture. You don't just read it and say, wow, this great story is written thousands of years ago. But you ask, where am I in this story? And God, how do you want to use me and use this story you know, in this moment of my life? And so we began to ask that question. And it became so clear as we journeyed through our own season that we found ourselves in similar situations. And, and, and we had that template for how to respond. As David's men responded, God refined them, God honed them, God turned them into something special that they wouldn't have been otherwise of going through such difficult times. And there are multiple times where these outside people came in. Shay's going to come up again later in the season when he comes back and really brings out something else our team needed to hear. And then we also had John Drury come in a couple times. And, and John isn't an athletic guy at all. He's a, a theology professor in the seminary here. But he just came in and led our guys through some deep time in the prayer, in prayer and the word, spending almost two hours where our guys just had time for space and silence to uh, discern with each other from the word. And coach, I remember we set aside this time and we thought, man, how are our guys going to respond? You know, is this going to be too uh, far out there for them? But two hours went by in what felt like five minutes. I think we both were afraid at first when, when John volunteered, we, we thought, man, our guys are going to be freaked out. Like one, they have to spend some time in silence Two, They actually have to kind of listen and discern but every time we have done something like this, we've found out that there's a great desire and it's met with just excitement from our guys. And I think it's really illustrating to us that maybe the deeper desire in the hearts of our guys for something real. I think we live in a superficial world. They've got access uh, through social media to all kinds of information, but none of it's formative, none of it's real, none of it's, none of it's grabbing a hold of their imagination and their hearts. And when you go to scripture, when you allow the Holy Spirit to do something in you that's so real, you walk away, I think, craving more of those experiences. And John's been one of those examples that have given, given our guys that, that type of deep experience. Coach Welty, when John came in and, and led us through a long time in prayer in the Word, uh, what were you seeing from our guys and what were you seeing in your own heart and what value did that have? Because you would think most college basketball teams don't want to spend that much time either committing that much time not being on the court, but also just having to deal with silence and solitude in that way. Yeah, I think more, more than anything, it, it gave us space to just be with God, be with our thoughts. Um, and for me, that was just really good because as a coach, you're, you're trying to figure out what's next, what's next, what's next. And being able to slow down like that in the middle of the season was, uh, was really good, not only for us as a staff, but for our guys. And even after practice that day, we had guys breaking down crying because of what God had spoken to them in that time. It was just really cool to see how, how God worked through that. So, Coach Osborne, we've talked in past episodes about prayer and the, the power behind it. Um, wh what did you learn in those times where it wasn't just, hey, I'm going to spend three or four minutes in prayer. It's I'm going to spend deep, long time 
with God, really immersed in his word and in scripture, what were you seeing both in yourself and your leadership journey, but also in our guys? I think one of the things is just this word simple. I think sometimes we, we go for uh, a, a lot of prayer or a, a lot of different requests or um, there's more volume to it. But I, I think in some of this time that was very simple, intentional, focused prayer and there was just depth that we went to um, in each of these different categories, if you will. And so as you went there, I think that, that, that opened up a little bit more freedom just to say like, I can pause, I can be present in this time and, and I can just over and over again, kind of ask the Lord, you know, whatever it is that he's burning your heart for to, to work in your heart and life that way. So I think that that's one of the ways. And then for our guys, I think it just gave them a little bit more clarity and, and kind of helped them along this journey of what this could look like. Uh, and also just, again, as Hud mentioned, it forced them to stop and, uh, just kind of slow down um, and kind of choose, okay, this is a word or this is a focus that I can kind of grow in and uh, then talk to a teammate a- about and be held accountable and see how this this one time here kind of slowly impacts my life for the next days, weeks, months to come. Coach Tonegal, final thing. Uh, as a leader, even one who desires to see transformation in our guys, it could be natural to want to be the cause or the reason for it. Uh, so there can be some relinquishing of control to invite people in to, to share. So how would you encourage leaders to, to get over that and to, to decide who should we allow in front of the people we lead and, and how should we allow them in? Yeah, I think that's a that's a tough decision and I think it takes some humility, but you'd be surprised at the, the reward on the other side when you relinquish some of that control. And I think oftentimes we, we think power is a zero-sum game, meaning when I give up power, um, I'm losing it. But in reality, you know, the way God's kingdom works, when I give it up, I'm actually gaining it because I'm bringing somebody in who's raising the, the entire um, level of our program up. And so I would just encourage you to, to find those people you trust um, and give them opportunities, lean into that. I think you'd be surprised on, on what will happen to your program. When we come back, we're going to hear from two of our players, Isaiah Payton and Jonathan Panzu, about what they heard from Shea that day and, and what impact it had on them. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. And for the second half of today's episode, I've got the privilege of having a couple of now juniors on the podcast. Hard to believe you both are entering your third year in the program. But guys, this past year, we had a couple of different people come in and speak with the team. And one of them was Shay Robbins. And Shay's a camp director at Kennecook Camps over in Branson, Missouri. And before we dive into what resonated with you both, we all know that, that time is a commodity that's, that's limited. And oftentimes, it can be difficult to give up your time. 
But this past summer, Jonathan, you willingly decided to give up your time and spend part of your summer working at Kennecook. How'd you come to this decision to spend part of your summer there? And then as you look back, I know you wanted to serve, but how were you encouraged? Yeah. Um, in my time there at the camp, I was able to work at a, um, at a sister camp called Kids Across America, which is um, affiliated with, with Kennecook, man. And it was just absolutely amazing. Um, how I got there was through um encouragement from the coaching staff because honestly I was reluctant to go um and I felt God calling me to go there and serve um and ultimately there I received um received the spirit and uh, got to know Jesus for myself and Jonathan that's just such a powerful testimony of here you are serving other people but in the process and this isn't always the case you have the opportunity to to be influenced uh, to be impacted along the way. Now, as we shift over to, to this past season, early on in the year, Shea comes on campus and he shares with the team a story from 2 Samuel and he dives into David's mighty men more in 2 Samuel 23. Isaiah, what resonated with you when you heard Shay talking about these mighty men? Uh, what resonated with me with the mighty men is that they fought through adversity through, through a lot of battles and it just taught us and our team how to stay together through adversity through overtime, and it really helped us throughout the season. Yeah, and, and we find ourselves, like you said, in similar situations and, and hardships throughout the course of the season. And uh, Isaiah, I think sometimes the basketball season or being a basketball player can, can kind of look glamorous. But as a college basketball player, there's a lot that's required and a lot that goes into it. I mean, yeah, it is very glamorous to be a college basketball player. I'm grateful to be here today, but it also takes a lot of focus. And, uh, and there's a lot of adversity that you have to fight through to – be able to reach that success and that goal that you want. Um, so, like, when things come up, like practices, study tables, road trips, or weights, you kind of have to work school around that and work everything around that and still have that focus for your basketball games, your practices, and all the daily activities that we do throughout the day. Yeah, and that's not an easy thing to do, and oftentimes it's through all those adversities and uh, those hardships that you're able to come out more refined and, like you're saying, more of that, that mighty man. Um, Jonathan, for you, as Shay talked about these mighty men, it really connected and spoke to your heart. Yeah, so with Shay coming in, that, that connected with me a ton. Um, because throughout um, just my years, my life in general, um, I feel like I've been struggling with um, the image of what a man really looks like. Um, society will tell you one thing. Um, a man is one who gets money or works a ton or you know what I'm saying it's these things but um scripture and God has another sight of what a man looks like and um when Shay came in he was able to depict that um in the cycle that he drew up on our board man and it really impacted the rest of our guys and you're talking about this cycle here and through this cycle you might have some points where you have victories and other times where you're you're in the trenches and, and life is hard uh, but you're unified through all of this. And we, we call that being hardened by battle. And ultimately you get to a point where maybe you have some success or you receive, receive some sort of a blessing. But in the end, it's not about just settling or stopping once you get to the top. Uh, and we're never done learning or growing. In the end, we've got to take ourselves and go right back to the beginning and kind of re repeat this process all over again. Isaiah, for you, you've had a ton of success 
in the programs you've been a part of, whether it be at Cincinnati Molar or in college. And we can be wired to just pause or settle once we've, we've tasted some success. But what's the challenging part about choosing humility? The real challenging, challenging part is to really go to that starting point and reevaluate yourself. And it's hard to do that in today's world to where people don't really go to the, where the problem starts at. They usually try to go to the problem and where it has, where it is now and how they are unhappy and how they can fix things. But the way Shay talked to us about going back to that starting point, reevaluating ourselves, it really brings out the full truth of what you're doing and what the team is up to. And Jonathan, choosing humility isn't always a fun thing to do, uh, but it comes with rewards along the way. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, choosing humility isn't really the fun thing to do, like you mentioned, but um, as a basketball player and more, most, most importantly as a follower of Christ, it's mandatory. Um, <laughs> being prideful um, is not good in God's eyes. So um, being humble, yes, it is a hard, te- a hard thing at times, but um, it's beneficial for you and the people around you and your coaches, and it just creates an environment where um, people just enjoy being around you and want to work with you. And in a more practical sense, what does choosing humility look like throughout the course of a season? Um, I think that just looks like going back to God, um, for real, and um, really just sharing my burdens with my brothers, um, whether it's teammates or just other brothers that are on campus that, that care and love for me. Um, that just really eases, eases my burdens and just allows for me to look past my situations or hardships or anything of that nature and allows for me to, to move forward. And going back to this idea of the mighty men, I don't think it was just you two that were the only two that were really influenced or impacted by this. I think throughout the locker room, guys were, this struck a chord. Guys, it got, got some guys' attention. Jonathan, what did you sense in the locker room as you shared with the team? Um, I really sensed um, an eagerness from a lot of our guys to want to be one of those mighty men. Um, it felt like a lot of us had been lost in translation of what a man um, looks like uh, from a societal standpoint, and um, everyone was just fired up to be one of those mighty men. Um, it's a long task. It's really hard, but um, with the spirit in us, we can do it. Next time on The Pursuit, you'll hear about a two-week stretch between games during the month of November and the challenges it brought. In the first half, Coach Tonegal shares how, as a coach, he was pursuing progress rather than perfection with the team in the midst of growing frustrations. In the second half, the Maitland, Florida native Tanner Rubio will join to talk about his first game back from injury and how the road to recovery was anything but easy. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWooHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.